everybody. And welcome back to Meet Me at the Drum Block, season three, episode two. Oh my <laughs> goodness. This is a great episode coming oh, up yeah. for you guys. We always like chat about it a bit before, get ourselves in the mindset, you know what I mean? And we almost like decided not to do this one just yet. And then we were like, no, I, like, I was like, I can't shift the mindset. I'm, I'm already in it. I'm raring to go. Oh, I love that. I feel like when, when you get motivated, because every time me and Emily start the episode, we do a little bit of a dance because then we know we're in the mood. So now we can just be agile in where we're going. Well, also agile in where we're going. Lovely. Um, also as well, we don't want to sound like boring on no. the thing because if we're just like, hi guys, welcome to, do you know, nobody wants to listen no to No one that. enjoys it. No, no one enjoys so, And we thought enjoy what we talk, enjoy what we talk about, right. You know what I mean by that? I mean, like, enjoy the conversation, not necessarily the topic we're talking about, because mm -hmm. not all topics we're going to enjoy, you know, um, like the more serious ones. But uh, we've got to be more lively in things so that you guys enjoy it as well or find it engaging, at least. We're just going on a bit of a ramble here. We don't need to say this, but... I mean, if you're listening to this on a bike ride, if you're running to this, if you're in the car on a little road trip, if you're in the queue for the post office, exactly, you want to feel the energy, you want to have that bit of zazz when you're walking or running or biking, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So we're giving you a bit of energy over here. Yeah, we're raring to go, keep going, keep running, keep going guys, you can do it. And on a more serious note, we're going to get into the disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> so just a quick disclaimer before we start. We just want to keep this podcast lighthearted and non-judgmental. And everything that you send in will be kept anonymous. We just want to say we're not professionals and we recommend seeking experts' advice if need be. Yeah, and we are just two girls that want to help you guys out and add another perspective into your own situations, as well as issues that we're all enduring at the moment. We hope you enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> so let's get straight into it this episode we have called just caught you judging now the title has many different areas we could go into here so we're just gonna dive right in we feel like there's so much judgment when it comes to saying you're a feminist like i've definitely felt it before i've been like oh, are they judging me for saying i'm a feminist but we shouldn't feel like that because everyone technically should be a feminist because it's the advocacy of women's rights on the ground for the equality of the sexes. So basically, it's oh. just believing in equality. Exactly. It's just believing in equality. I don't know why I said basically, because it is. Um, and it's like, oh, I saw this interview once. I can't remember who said it. But it was during the Black Lives Matter movement. And she mm -hmm. made a point about feminism and said, we wouldn't call it equalityism or whatever. Or um, you've got to name the issue, essentially. That's what she said. You've got to name the issue in hand that needs support and help so that it gets targeted and helped whereas if like yeah, the, that was like when there was a chat about black lives matter and all lives matter like you have to say they're not saying all lives don't matter like feminisms feminists aren't saying males are terrible and we don't want them and yeah you know, that women are better they're not saying that no. they're saying that women need help to be built up to be on the same level as men mm. so like the first time i actually feel I understood feminism or knew what the concept was, was probably when I was nine or 10 and Beyonce brought out her song, uh, Flawless. And the featuring artist 
was saying and chanting these affirmations about feminism and the equality of the sexes. And he says that um, we raise girls to see each other as competitors, not for the jobs or for the accomplishments, which I think can be a good thing, but the attention of men. We teach girls that they cannot be sexual beings in the way that boys are. Feminist, the person who believes in the social, political and economic equality of the sexes. And the way, when the beat dropped, everything went. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like, That's what? amazing. It was crazy. And I remember hearing it because I had my earphones in. It was like, and I listened to it and I was on the plane. I remember it so, so clearly. And I was listening to this and I was like, damn, vibing. I look like a nutter. <laughs> people are like, oh, what, what would you like for dinner? Or what would you like for tea? Or do you want tea or like coffee? Nine-year-old I am just vibing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did my, we had to do like a mini EPQ. Basically, in sick form, some schools do EPQs, which is like an extended project qualification. There we are. Um, oh. and <laughs> essentially, a big dissertation about a certain topic you choose. And then we did a HPQ, which was a smaller version um, in that GCC year. And I demand about gender neutrality and like equality, essentially. So I really looked into all of that then and I really enjoyed it. It's just so interesting, all of it. And you don't realise how much it's set back into society. Mm. All of like, all of it. And so, um, yeah, but I remember chatting to some of my friends once. This was years ago. But like saying about feminism or something and they were like, oh, no, I'm not a feminist. And I was like, um... Do you care about equality? Because yes, you are. <laughs> and it's just interesting because I think people, I feel like girls, this it's not a bad, well, it is. It's not a great thing. Um, <laughs> we worry what men will think if we say we're feminists. Mm. Now that is not good because it just oh. undermines the whole meaning of it all and means we'll never get out of this cycle. Yeah. Because also, like, um, with, as well, right, I'm going to go off topic slightly here, just a tap. But, like, if people are like, oh, my gosh, like, if I say to these boys that I'm feminist, they can be like, oh, no, you're a feminist. Like, I don't want to go out with you. You're not sexy at all. Something I don't know. With. Sexy? I know you that word. Anyway, you get what I mean. You get what I mean. And, like, you're not attractive. There we are, it's a better word. <laughs> um, and then... Um, <laughs> And then, but really, right, there's some book called like Why Men Love Bitches or something like that. Yes. You are determined and set in your ways. Not that we're out here to please any man at all, because we're really not. Be yourself. That's all I'm saying. Be yourself. Be proud of your beliefs and what you believe in, because I tell you now, that's way more attractive than somebody that's like, oh, no, well, like, I don't really believe in equality, but like, well, I do, but like, I don't mind. And it's like, they're going to be like, oh, right cool but one woman that's like no i'm not gonna let you treat me like that they're like oh okay <laughs> nice little segue there as well mm. very much because <laughs> okay so when we were in sick form mm. um and we chose our we chose our subjects for a levels right um me and emily both did english but emily's class was all girls yeah and my class had three boys in it right oh yes 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 and every time, I mean, every time we, because we, our books were Frankenstein and The Handmaid's Tale. And mm-hmm. Handmaid's Tale, if anyone knows, Margaret Atwood is a active incredible, incredible writer. Yes. Ahead of her time, 100%. Oh, yeah. And 
I, I was getting really into it. I really enjoyed the book, right? And I was getting so into it. Like, well, Hannah, she's- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause you there. Actually, she's not really ahead of her time because all the stuff she'd written about had already happened. Like, how long ago was this book written, though? I can't remember. It was the 80s, wasn't it? And then she's got a new one as well. I don't think, I think it's funny, we say ahead of her time, but because it's dystopian, we go, oh, it's ahead of her time. But it was actually oh, written about right. historical events that have actually happened. So she's like, boom, I'm not ahead. It's already happened. It's already been behind. And you're I like, think, oh. I think it's because in my head, dystopian just feels like it's in the way. Yeah, dystopian. So no, I, I, I correct myself there. Correct myself that she was ahead of her time. Her thoughts and this whole Gilead society. Her point. Her point yeah, her like, point. Ahead yeah. of time. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. I, I like that you corrected me there. Uh, <laughs> right. So, when I was getting into these conversations, because it was all about a patriarchal society that men had was the highest in the hierarchy, and all the women that were um, the aunts who were the superior were apparently these horrible bitches and just wanted to serve the men, right? And I was getting into this debate. And um, the boys were literally, and I'm not stating the boys because I actually like a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I like a few of them. Uh, and they were like, oh, um, Kana be like, you're like really being a feminist now. Like, um, like, oh, she's going off on one. I was like going off about what? Women's rights, women's equality. Like uh, they were like, oh, she's such a feminist. I was like, aren't you? a feminist can I get this right a feminist doesn't mean I hate men it doesn't mean that it's some woman that moans on all the time I think there's a stereotype there's a stereotype that it's a woman that moans on all the time that's constantly talking about political things that's burning her bra that's not listening to men believe she's above yeah yeah Yeah. it's not the case as soon as we talk about important issues people are immediately bringing it down going oh you're a feminist making us feel insecure when we shouldn't be because we need to build it up again you know because that kind of attitude and that kind of chat saying that and i'm just being uptight about it it's like Mm. no but like also when i when i'm speaking and i'm being passionate don't don't say those comments you're not funny but i'm just i was a bit like stop trying to stop trying to put barriers in from what I can say because you don't want to hear it it's because you don't want to know the truth yeah and it's immediately shutting down and undermining what you're saying yeah and it's just not fair it's really disrespectful because we wouldn't shut them down if they were sat there talking about something they're passionate about Mm. and they should be just as passionate as us Mm. I honestly think that like I say they should be just as passionate as us because it's a world issue that everyone should should feel the same on and unfortunately, people out there don't feel the same on it, which makes no sense at all. Yeah. Because quite frankly, without women, they wouldn't be alive. So, <laughs> you know, I don't I don't get it. But I also had an interesting conversation with one of my friends the other day, because we were talking to him about feminism. And I said, would you say you're a feminist? And he was like, well, yeah, I believe in all of it. But I wouldn't say I'm constantly an active feminist. And I was like, oh, that is such a good point, because he was like, I don't think I regularly do things enough during the day to call myself a feminist like that is active you know and I was like I think I agree with you there and I think I'm the same because we all want we all believe in the ideals of it I think and then there's 
like some actions in your day you don't I don't know do you know yeah. what I mean like it's not always active you're not always active in that because it's not the first thought in your brain well not for me at least it might be for other people but I think when you're active in something it's your intention and it's your first call and your first thought yeah. um and you're doing it for that objective to get that mm. um yeah I just thought it was a really interesting phrase that like like being an active feminist I think we should all start to he was like I need to start being more active and I was like, that is such a good point. And I think that also ties into last week's episode as well, if you haven't listened to it already, called Treat the Women Right. Um, because we uh, we were saying like active, like if anything, if men are putting their mates in place by, in their place for catcalling and groping and all of that, that is them starting to become active feminists because they're putting their mates in place because that's- creating a conversation there, yeah. That is so true. Kudos to the guy who was speaking that. I'm not okay. undermining you. I just think how insightful. That it you're was. It, I was like, yes, snaps to you because that yeah. was a great phrase because it's so true. Because I think people can always go, oh, well, I'm yeah, I'm one of those. But it's like, are we constantly? Are our actions constantly leading towards that? Are we always thinking about it? No, not really, because we have other things in our lives, and I think we can all own up to that. That's so true. And it was just really interesting. Your normal activities during the day, like you said, your first instinct isn't going to be, I need to initiate change today. And I'm not saying other people don't, because good for you. You go and, but I would love to have that surge to do that each day. Um, But having conversations like that and just having, sitting down and speaking to guys or, girls or any yeah gender. any gender literally and um initiating those conversations and seeing their perspective you're starting to understand people and it's a small change because you're allowing people to open their minds to different avenues and talking about active fe- feminism is a very good point from him very good point i loved it it was great i was like yes <laughs> <laughs> And going back to the point where we're almost embarrassed of feminism, that is going into kids at such a young age where they're embarrassed about it. Because I remember when we were at school, these girls were like, oh, feminism, oh, they're just like ranging. I literally overheard a conversation saying, oh, they're just like um, women who are obviously got cats and they have like, they have nothing to do with themselves except just be miserable. They're like trolls. Who's educating you? What age? What age did you hear that? I I was in lower sick and I heard that in the bathroom. I would say they were probably in third or fourth year. So I'm year nine, year ten. And I was like, you're at a school, and if that's you're at a school that should be educating you on the principles of this stuff, and if you're not getting that, they need to change their stuff because there is nothing ingraining into you. Because I think cause, you have that attitude is just no. Because for our HPQ, we had to do presentations, mm. and so I did like all this comparing of like even like kids' clothing and the categories on like Sainsbury's website for clothing. Mm. All the colours are completely separate. They should be every colour on the rainbow for both sections, boys and girls, but there isn't. There's mm. boys' colours which are red, dark green, navy blue, black, grey. And they've all got written on it. I'm a monster. I'm a naughty boy. You know, I'm strong, blah, blah, blah. 
on the girls' ones, it's pink, purple, lilac, baby blue, white, and it's all like princess, beautiful. And that's all about like, we can go into this more into a different episode, I think we will, but it's all about, you know, women being seen as the, you know, the exterior, to be honest. It's, it's a massive focus on the ex, I don't know, like apparently I learned as well that most pe- women's insecurities are, I think I said this in our insecurities one, you know, I'm repeating myself, but oh well, a good little reminder. Apparently most women's insecurities, not everyone's, are about their looks and men's are about their strength or they at least play back into strength. Mm. Um, They could be about looks, but they play back into strength. And so that's all society like feeding to us what our roles are essentially. I like, I like that point. The thing is, I'm doing a full circle here. The reason why our episode today is called Just Caught You Judging is because, let's be honest, how many times have we judged women who are in their 50s who are trying to dress like they're 17 mm. and gone, oh, God, they look awful? And awful. how many times have we judged girls that we see walking around? Going, yeah. oh, my God, they, that is, like, why would they wear that? Like, that's so... Yeah. I hate to use the word, but slutty. Yeah. That's and so everyone's good. done it. I've done it. I've done it. I, I openly admit to it. Mm. Because when you're around people that have the same idea, you're just going to say something. Because if you're looking in the same direction, you know the other person's thinking the same thing and you say it. But we need to because stop that. We do need to stop that. And it's human nature to judge. But I yeah. think as well, particularly with all this, we need to stop girl-on-girl girl judgment. Oh! Really? Yes. Thanks. That was sorry. I wrote that point down for episode two of the season one, and I forgot to say that. And now you're full circle, full circle. Why do I say boom every time? Jesus Christ. Take a shot every time I say boom in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Don't if you're underage, please. (laughs) Oh gosh. See what same wavelength. This is this is what you're tuning into, guys. Two girls who are literally yin and yang. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, good good point. Girl and girl, girl on girl judgment. Do you know what I I was listening? Um I was listening to a I think it was a a pod like a you know those podcasts that are on YouTube so you can actually see them do the podcast, right? I can't remember which one. And they said, Oh, I'm burnt out of LA girls, I'm moving to Miami. Excuse me, we are not people to go through and move on to the next. Boy was like having a notebook and he's like, oh, I've, um, he didn't have a notebook, but this is literally his attitude. He's like having a notebook. He's like flicking through, you know, like those old school yellow pages. He's like, yeah, I've done it. I've done LA. Let's go to Miami. He's like, Miami people are crazy. I was like, boy, imagine, imagine natural attitude to women. Imagine imagine and they're like 26 27 like god they're the generation above us they're the millennials yeah the generation z i can't wait till we rule the world you know what i mean <laughs> Do you know what i mean i'm going to throw out some examples mm, go on. right what about the harry styles and the dress situation yes loved that iconic amazing 
And mm. instantly people are like, oh, well, he's gay. Oh, well, he, why has he done that? Oh, he's just trying to get in with the girls or something like that. Yeah. I don't know, they'll, they'll twist it some way. And it's like, but he just might want to wear a dress. It might be as simple as that. We'll never know the reason. But either way, it's an artistic decision that he wanted to go with. Say that again. Say that again. An artistic decision that he wanted yes. to go with. Yes. And I'm like, these people that are saying this stuff, I'm just like, what, what annoys me the most, right, is people say, oh, um, Harry Styles wearing a dress. I'm not sure I'm comfortable with it. And then they go, oh, I'm not sure that's politically correct. I'm not comfortable. I mean, let him do what he wants to do, but I'm not comfortable. It's like, why, why, why are you, you're literally just contradicting yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like, so Harry's not going, I'm wearing this. Are you comfortable with me wearing it? Yeah. Going, I'm comfortable in this. Don't care if you're comfortable because you're not, you're not the ones wearing it. It's like somebody going, oh, I'm not comfortable with her wearing that itchy jumper. Well, it's like, <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, well, you're not the one wearing it, so it shouldn't matter whether you're comfortable or not. I'm actually not that comfortable because it's an itchy jumper. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but do you know what I mean, though? Oh, I get you. No sense at all. Like, oh, I'm not comfortable with those trousers. They look like egg of a wedgie. I'm comfortable in them because they make my bum look great. Doesn't matter what you think. Do you know what I mean, though? It makes no sense. It's like somebody yeah. saying, I don't like her hair colour. Well, lucky you didn't have to have it then. You're not the one with the hair, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't understand why people think they can, you know. What annoys me the most as well, though, is that people use politically incorrect as a burden. They're only using it as a disclaimer to protect themselves. But why would you need the disclaimer if you know you're going to get, like, judged for it? Maybe you need to change your thinking. Yeah, I mean you're entitled to an opinion, but don't use that as a back as a backboard to just go, oh, I've said that, so I'm safe. Like no, it's like politically incorrect is just a way to show that things that um, were acceptable are now not acceptable because there has been a change made, and you should but accept that and not say it. <laughs> because it's like somebody going, oh, no offense, but. Oh, I will still take offence. That doesn't get you away from the offence. I'm still going to be offended, you know? <laughs> my head, as a vision, so you can see, um, I feel like Velcro. So, <laughs> hang on. I feel like Velcro. Sorry, I, sorry, I, know, I know it's a strange thing, but just think about this, right? You, you're going to get it, right? Imagine you're in a suit of Velcro, <laughs> right? And someone has just, as someone's just standing there, right? And they just said something and they know they're going to get hate. So they're going to spring back and get stuck. Right? Carry on with me here. <laughs> they're going to spring back and they get stuck. And they know they're going to get stuck. And they're ripping hard to try and get away from it. But they're stuck. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, you're in, you, you've got into the trap. You thought you were safe, but you weren't. Is that a weird concept? In my I head, get what you mean. I get what you mean. It's like digging a hole and you can't get out. See, that would be the better one. <laughs> <laughs> I like the creative response. It was lovely. I just thought, you know, the, 
you know the Miranda scene when she has all the balls that are like thrown yeah. up in the air. Yeah. Once watch Miranda, you know that one where she's trying to catch them all on herself. That's what I was going for, but I didn't know how to explain that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it was great. It was great. But also linking in with Harry Styles in a dress, mm. which I absolutely love. I actually have like one of my friends for Christmas got me like these drawings of that Vogue cover that I have in my room and they're lovely. You need to show me that. I will. Also, the Sacconi Jolies, which are a family on YouTube, um, their son, Eduardo, like dresses in dresses and like dresses up and wears wigs and all sorts, you know, like to wear makeup. And people on TikTok have gone, you're just trying to profit off of your son. You're just, he's going to regret this when you're older. I might actually be able to find some of the comments. Um, and people think that they're just doing it for attention and for views when actually that's just him and people can't seem to accept that a young boy already knows what he like likes, you know? Yeah. People have said, look, give it a rest. Um, oh. What else did they say? You have pushed it onto him for views. Um, that's not paradise for me. I'm guessing the thing was something about paradise. Um, what else have they said? I feel so sorry for him. Poor kid. Now you can tell it's false and it's not right. Feel sorry for him when his school friends find this page. Are you serious? His school friends accept him because I think he literally goes, I think he goes to school in his school dress, I believe. I love that. I think I saw him in a school dress uniform. And I'm like, well, they've already accepted it there. And I'm not being funny. I don't know how old he is. He's about six, maybe. I'm not sure. But kids at that age don't tend to discriminate they get taught that mm. by society and their parents and people around them and so they would be accepting it's worrying when people like them in the comments are the ones teaching their kids yeah these that's things and that's they're the problem mm. not eduardo i just with that situation i feel that the family are getting judged for this mm. but they are create, creating an environment where their son can explore and um be creative and like properly try and understand himself and that will just in like if he didn't get the judgment afterwards and all these hate things were that would just lead him to be just more comfortable with adult life. He's not going to always be questioning me. And I think it also creates a safe space for other kids and adults to feel that it's acceptable. So true. And I think that's the same with Harry Styles and Address. It's opened up a safer space for people to go, oh, I'm not the only one. They do it too. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, it's beyond me that people take the time out of the day as well to worry and like, why do they worry about a kid in a dress? Mm. It's like Dave Williams has a book called Boy in a Dress, but that's a slightly different story. It's about him dressing up and being in a football match, but it's still kind of similar. You just mm. know he enjoys wearing dresses, the boy in the thing. And then he gets kicked out of school. He gets sent home from school because he's wearing a dress. Was this David uh, Williams? Yeah. I remember that book, actually. Yeah. I got it on my shelf yeah. right now. I just looked over and saw it. I've got another example of this. Mm -hmm. I follow this guy on um, TikTok and I just, I, you know, when you're on your For You page and you're scrolling, right? And you see something, you're just like, I need that on my following page because I think the For You page can get quite toxic due to your algorithm. So the people you start to follow, 
are like is what you want to see in your feed right and I follow this guy and his name is um, Scott Creates that's his handle name and um, he has a son and um, he, he basically said that at three years old his son fell in love with the character of Elsa and he started with, he wanted the one thing he wanted for Christmas was Elsa's dress and he was so excited about wearing it and that and Frozen 2 came out, right? And he wore his Frozen dress to um, to um, the, the cinema. And his dad was in shock of the hate comments um, from other parents, from teenagers and um, other people that are just on the internet. And he was like, I can't believe he, it wasn't he did that didn't deter him from changing his parenting style he was like I just can't believe people are just so one ignorant and two so hateful about my parenting style keep helping my child explore and feel comfortable in his own skin so then what he was like okay I'm going to initiate change so he goes and writes a book and it's a children's book and it's um, of his, I think it's, uh, I don't want to get this wrong, I think it's of a son wearing a dress. And it was literally just a towel of his son. And the book came out and got the first copy and gave it to his son for um, Christmas for his birthday, right? And he was so happy. But the fact that he was, he, it didn't deter him. He wasn't embarrassed. He was just like, I'm embarrassed for you for still thinking like that. Mm, I'm, I'm worried about your future children and what they're going to be brought up with, the ideals they're going to be brought up around, mm. and the fact that that's not going to help our society at all. It's called, uh, the book is called My Shadow is Pink. Oh, that's lovely. Isn't that a great name? Because that is literally yeah. just going on um, what people expect to go to wear. That just reminds me as well. In yeah, primary school, right, foundation we called it, reception, which is like the first year of the whole of primary school, you're at four. And my friend, who was a boy, told me his favourite colour was pink, but not to tell anyone because it was a secret. Because he didn't want anyone else to know. The boys couldn't know he liked pink. So he'd tell the boys he liked blue and red and other colours. But his favourite colour was pink. And he didn't want for others to know because he'd be judged for liking the colour pink. Right. Not being funny, if we're chatting about our favourite colours now, it's the most insignificant thing. But do you know what I mean? I'm not judging you on, oh, what type of person you are for liking navy. Do you know what I mean? It's, but for kids, it is suddenly, for some reason, instilled in us that boys can't like pink and girls can't like blue because mm -hmm. it's a boyish colour. And then you judge. That's like the first things then they start to, like in primary school, the first things that you start to learn is like your alphabet, your colours, your, at the prime, and then already, the first things they get taught is already got stigma around it. The kids come in for a day at nursery. They've always already gone, oh, pink, oh, boys can't like pink and girls can't like blue. Blue, blue is a tom girl, uh, tomboy colour. Yeah. Wear, you know, like, it's not just boys, it's girls as well. And it's like, why are you putting labels on kids? Stop it. Just stop it. Let them it. be. Let them be. It's like um, there was a tomboy label and you wouldn't, some people would want to fit into it, some people wouldn't, but it was like those two categories, girly girl or tomboy, and there was no in between. 
Like if you played with toy cars or you're a tomboy, if you played football or you're a tomboy, if you're sporty, you're a tomboy. But if you did gymnastics and dancing, you're a girly girl. You like wearing skirts, you're a girly girl. Mm. Sorry, you can be any of these things. There's not loads of categories in life. I don't know why it's taught at such a young age. Mm. I don't know if it's like that anymore because we're not four anymore. You know, and we're not growing now as a four-year-old. But I would love to go back in, like, go back now and see how it's being taught. That'd be really interesting. Well, I think basically we want to t- touch on today probably yeah. some of the things we'll think of but we might just include them later on at a different episode more to come yes if you like this episode go and check out our other ones if not the last one treat the women better because that's a very important message mm-hmm. go follow us on our instagram tiktok what else do we have that's about it um <laughs> yeah yeah um and um also if you have any ideas for any future episodes think dilemmas you want us to answer just subjects you want us to chat about send them mm. over to us we have an email address it's on our instagram and you can also dm us we'll keep it all anonymous so thank you for listening thank you thank for you listening and we'll meet you at the drum block bye <laughs> <laughs>